Welcome to the Peace Church Life Group Leaders Podcast. As a church, we've been called to help everyday people experience life change through Christ-centered relationships. And life groups play a crucial role in that mission. This podcast is a resource to help equip you as you seek to lead your life group well. I'm your host, Drew Hill, and I'm with Aaron Pierce, our multiplication pastor and leader of our life group ministry. Welcome back to the Life Group Leaders Podcast. This is Aaron Pierce here. Um, We are going to be doing something a little bit different for these next few episodes. Um, Brad Perry, our mobilization pastor, and myself also do a podcast specifically for our discipleship group leaders. And we recently talked through some things that I just felt uh, would be really good for even you as Life Group leaders to hear. And so... We are going to take the audio from those episodes and just put them on here on our Life Group Leaders podcast, so you'll hear me and Brad talk through it um, rather than me and Drew. There will be some references there specifically to discipleship groups or D groups as we call them, but all of this information you're going to hear is applicable to Life Group Leaders, and the topics are going to be specifically around dealing with emotional issues within people in your group, when to refer them to professional help, and even you as a leader, what can you do to help people struggling emotionally? This is an important topic because as you know right now, coming through COVID and even as we turn the corner in COVID, there's been quite a bit of a mental health crisis. And so we felt like with people who are involved in groups, whether that's life groups or D groups, um, you guys as leaders will likely encounter these things. And it's true, you probably encounter this anyways, but especially right now. And so we just wanted to give you some practical wisdom on how to deal with these issues when they come up. And so the next few episodes here, uh, we'll be dealing with that. And so I hope you enjoy um, these excerpts from our D Group podcast on how to help people struggling emotionally and when to refer them to professional help. This week, we're going to talk about knowing when to refer someone for professional help. As we said last week, there's going to be times where sins come up, and it's just above your level of being able to lead them, counsel them, mentor them, and there will be times that uh, you need to refer them to professional help. So a couple reasons why this topic is so important. Uh, again, discipleship's messy, and uh, anytime you are getting into people's lives, the messiness will come out. And so we want you as equipped as possible to deal with that. And then also, while we want to help people, uh, we can often do more damage when we try to help them when they need professional help. So we need to know when is it the best time for me to let go um, for a moment and refer them to professional help uh, and then just walk alongside of them as the normal D group leader. So Aaron, if you would, man, just kind of walk us through uh, how to know when to refer someone for professional help. So if you listen to the last episode, we had stated this, but I I do want to reiterate here, especially for those of you that haven't listened to the last episode, um, man, just understand your limits. Be humble enough to acknowledge you don't have all the answers and you're not equipped or called to deal with some of these complex issues. And one of the things I just want to restate, because this gets put out there, it's, it's thankfully changing quite a bit in our day and age, but there is absolutely nothing wrong with people getting counseling and professional help. For some reason, there's this naive belief that um, Christians especially have held that um, it's a weakness or a lack of faith to have right. to pursue it. But that's no that's so illogical because if I broke my foot, I would go see a medical doctor to get it healed or put a cast on. That's not lacking faith that Jesus could heal. It's just there are doctors there to help, right? right. Even in Jesus' day, they had them. In the same way with the mind, we understand now um, through scientific advances and things that the brain and things that happen to you form patterns in your brain wave, uh, your 
the way your neurological pathways work that affects your mind. And so you need a doctor of the mind to help treat it just as you would your body. And so I say that because you as a leader may have some of these biases or more importantly, people in your group may feel like to go to that is weak or lack of faith. And that's not true at all. So I say that understand your limits and acknowledge this is okay. This is actually needed and beneficial and more people probably should be in it than, than are. And so I just want to encourage that um, at the front end. So with that said, when are the places or the times to refer? So the, the one first thing to really know is what are the common reasons you might refer, right? And so here's some just examples to give you kind of the difference between somebody struggling with normal life situations versus something that might be deeper and need help. And so um, the first one is just pretty straightforward. It's addictive behaviors. Um, we all probably have slightly addictive behaviors, whether to our phones or other things, but when it gets to a life-controlling point or it's leading to emotional frustrations or pain or hurt or um, life-altering even, you know, when you're talking about drugs, alcohol, pornography, those things are life-altering. And so um, those addictive behaviors are definitely times to refer when you see that come out um, in somebody's in your group. Another thing would be life-controlling behavior. So I do want to distinguish between addictive and life-controlling because I did just say life-controlling. What I mean by that is like life-controlling behaviors that you maybe not tied to an addiction that you're aware of, but like uh, we mentioned in the last podcast some examples about things related to emotions. So for example, anger or sadness or different emotions you're feeling that feel life-controlling. We all get mad. We all get anxious. We all get sad. But when it reaches the level of you're in this constant state of it, it's now controlling you. And so there's something going on inside that you need further help for. And so if you have someone in your group that's just sharing, man, I just feel down all the time, or I'm constantly anxious, or you even see them retreat, things like that, you can look for warning signs to say, you know what, maybe there's something else going on. I want to get them some help or reach out to them. Um, A third thing would be a mental or emotional instability. Um, Usually, uh, you know, sometimes people aren't aware of this, but as you get to know somebody, you can start to identify man, they're like up and down a lot or and more than just bad week, good week. It's like extremes. Or maybe they come into the group and tell you, I've struggled with anxiety for a long time. Again, it's one thing to be kind of a worry wart, so to speak. It's another thing for that to become life controlling. And so that might be a reason to refer if that starts escalating or you see that never get broken. Um, fourthly, an unhealthy marriage or relationship patterns. This is probably going to be one of your most common along with addictive behaviors, but you have something going on um, with somebody in your group that's struggling in their marriage or other relationships. And man, that's the time to say, look, I'm not the the love doctor, so let me refer you and get some help. Can we just go ahead and say on here, if your marriage is struggling, you're normal. So like, don't feel like, because I know what happens, like you come to church and, and everybody puts their little church face on. Man, good to see you. How's everything going? Oh, it's great. You know, I'm just telling you, be real. Like, if you're here and you're married, you've got times where your marriage just sucks. Yeah. And, and there are times where you need help. And so I want you to know you are normal. So if you go and you approach a pastor or you approach somebody saying, hey, look, our marriage is struggling, guess what? You're normal, so don't be ashamed of that. Go ahead and get the help early. Don't wait for like something major to happen because then sometimes it's just too late. So, man, at the first sign of like issues that are going on, 
I encourage you, go talk to somebody. You get no judgment from us because all of us are married, and so all of us understand the reality of struggles that are within a marriage relationship. So I just wanted to throw that out there to you. No, dude, that's such a good word because, honestly, there have been so many times that we benefited. So we had a professional counselor do our premarital, and we have talked with him before about, hey, we're having issues like communicating or something. And, you know— those little advices are huge. And so I love what you just said. There is no shame in that whatsoever. We all need it. doesn't matter if you're a leader or not. Um, that is a priority. And what you said so good, don't wait till it gets out of hand yeah. or out of control for sure. Um, so look for those. You know, those are reasons to refer. Um, another thing would be past or current trauma and abuse. This is one that's becoming way more common. And I, I have learned through other friends that are in counseling and other things in terms of they're actually counselors. Um, when you hear somebody's story, which is more than likely going to happen throughout the course of your D group, you start unfolding layers. If somebody has a pretty traumatic or rough childhood, there is going to be a very strong chance that they have not dealt with it healthily if they've not seen a counselor before. That's not to say nobody um, can overcome it. I'm just saying when that level of stuff happens, odds are something is going on in their life. And you may you may not even realize all the ways it's connected to different things they struggle with, but it probably is. And so I would encourage them strongly, hey, have you ever sought a counselor over the things that you've done? Because even if it's not coming out yet, it will. So for example, one of the most common things that happens in this, um, there's a study, by the way, that's shown right now, if somebody is abused as a child or something traumatic happens as a child, it often doesn't manifest itself until their late 20s or early 30s when they have kids. And so if they may not even be aware it's happening, or they may just be about to have kids or having kids and they're starting to get stressed more than usual, and it's probably due to that. And so that's a good time to refer and say, hey, maybe this has something to do with this and this is okay to get help. Um, that would be a big one. And the last thing of another common reason to refer was they are a threat to themselves or others. Um, so anytime somebody is struggling with depression to the point of self-harm, um, cutting, or they're talking about it, that is a serious time to refer. Mm-hmm. Or if you see them saying, you know, we, we've talked a little bit the last couple episodes about dealing with anger. It's one thing to say I get frustrated with my kids. It's another thing when they say things like harmful statements, like I want to harm them or I find myself unable to control myself around them, that is a huge red flag for referring. And I'm not, again, asking you to peg them as somebody that's terrible. It's more of, hey, you need help um, and beyond me as a leader. And so that, those are times to refer. So let me pause here for a second and okay. say, when you hear all this, it can get overwhelming because you're probably thinking of people you know. You might even be looking at yourself and going, man, you know what? Maybe I need counseling. And again, that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, but the biggest question you might have is, okay, what do I do? What am I looking for specifics? And is there a tool that helps? And so we have actually developed a tool. Um, one of the ladies who works um, or is a partner with us in our church, she is um, professionally trained to be a counselor. And so she has de- designed this sort of sheet that we call the fourth prong training. Um, it is a different it has different levels of here's some things to look out for, here's some concerning factors, and then it has a referral ladder at the very back of this that shows, hey, here's where this level would mitigate or necessitate, wow, that's a really hard word, (laughs) necessitate this response, right? Nailed it. (laughs) First try. (laughs) And so what it does is it kind of shows you, hey, when you're dealing with this type of issue, here's 
here's where you go with it, and it, it scales up all the way to the most serious type of crisis. And so if you want a visual of that, we're going to put this copy of this in the show notes. Um, it also gives you some... What are the per- chances that Aaron will actually put these in the show notes? <laughs> See, these are these are empty promises, but I promise I have this document, and it will See, be the, easy. See, the sin we need to address with Aaron is lying, because I don't know how many times he said, these are going to be in the show notes, and if you look at the show notes, junk ain't there. Anyway, I'm sorry, this is like a really serious episode, and I just oh, we had to break totally the ice a little up, bit. I guess so. <laughs> Ease the tension, right? Yeah. Um, no, you, I, I will put these in the show notes. If not, um, I'll be fired, so you'll know Oh, if and you by the this. way, Rusty still has not punched me in the face so i heard that episode the other day yeah so you're we know that he's not listening to this thank goodness um, so just a couple of things about this sheet i want to walk through just to clarify and then it's obviously something you need to see so hearing it on the podcast podcast without seeing it, it's not going to help a ton but i do want to point out a couple things you need to know one of the things that it mentions in here is it has a whole thing listed to red flags it goes way more detail than what we did as far as referring but here's the big thing there is laws in place for North Carolina about mandated reporting. What that means is if you have first-person knowledge of somebody that has abused someone else, specifically a minor, um, or has made statements of self-harm to the point that they have a plan and they're ready to carry it out, you are legally obligated to report. So I say this because we want to make sure that you know this um, as you deal with people. If somebody tells you in their D group, I've been beating my child or abusing my child. My anger's out of control. You're actually legally required to report this. It's not an issue of breaking their trust or confidentiality. It's literally the law that you have to report. And likewise, if somebody says, I'm going to kill myself tonight, you are legally obligated to, to report that because, um, I mean, most people when they hear that would want to do something. I'm just letting you know um, the level that this gets to. So those are obviously some extreme cases, but it gives you some examples. Um, The only other thing I want to mention from this tool that's really helpful about knowing when to refer is what you're really looking for. Uh, And I heard this from um, some others that have advised us on this. When there's potential for harm, um, whether it's to themselves or to somebody else, and it's coming from someone else, you're not mandated to report, right? Like if somebody says, hey, so-and-so said they're going to do this, that's not coming from that person. That could just be a lie. It could be a rumor, right? Where it gets to the level of real issues is um, when somebody gives you first-person information of the details of an abuse, neglect, or self-harm. You know, hey, last night I took a bunch of pills and tried to kill myself or something of that nature. That's when you're legally obligated to call 911, report the crisis. Um, If it's a case of uh, abuse with minors. That's where you call child services. And look, I understand like the temptation may be, I love this person. I don't want them to get in trouble. Honestly, this is the best thing that can happen for them. If they are in self-harm, they need to be dealt with professional help. Um, and that's where the police and first responders are really good at helping in those situations. Um, and as far, as far as abuse, you don't want to be held legally li- liable for not reporting child abuse or something of that extreme of a nature. And so this tool that we give you refers to those extreme cases. Everything else on there is really more about, hey, here's where somebody is struggling, and here's a simple way to report. And it has us, it has names mentioned from our church of, here's our first stops, because you may hear this and say, I don't know a counselor. 
I don't know who to trust in this. That's why this in this tool, it tells you which pastor to contact. We have resources that we point you to. And so in anything that's not a major crisis for self-harm or abuse or something on the extreme end, it has the list of names for you to contact so that we can get you in touch with people to help. And so I know that gets a little heavy. We talked through some pretty serious stuff, but man, discipleship can get heavy. And so we want to make sure you're informed and have this tool in place. And so even if you're not worried about anybody in your current group, I would strongly advise you to have this on hand, familiarize yourself at least with the the law parts of it so that you know going forward in the event that that happens. And honestly, it's just good information to know, period, because it may not have anything to do with church. It just might be somebody you encounter at work or another situation, and we want to make sure you're equipped for that. And so um, those are some things that we want to give you to help you know when and how to refer somebody for professional help. Yep. Uh, man, thank you all so much for listening to this episode. Hopefully this is helpful to you because it can be overwhelming as things are brought out in your D groups. And so we want you to understand when they are, we're here to help you through that. So that's part of this, man, knowing how to refer and where to refer someone for professional help. So this was episode 19. Uh, we will see you all next episode. <music>